0: Mountaineers. I'm Kaylee Riccatelli, and welcome to the very first episode of The Girls Who Get It. Now you may be asking, who are the girls? What are they getting? Well, I'm glad you asked because I have an answer. So we started The Girls Who Get It to do three things. To inform, encourage, and inspire women in sports. So yes, those are three words, but what do they mean? So inform, We want to highlight women's sports, you know, news, what's going on, those sorts of things. Just spread general information to everyone about what's happening in women's sports. We want to encourage women who are in sports, and that's not just athletes. Obviously, we want to encourage female athletes who are absolutely killing it. But this includes women in sports media, in Marketing, communications, female coaches, everyone is included there. We want to encourage them to keep doing what they're doing because it gets a little hard out there. And then lastly, we want to inspire women who want to be in sports. We want to tell them stories of women who are in sports now, How show them that they can do it, and, you know, create or bring up the next generation of women in sports and this is super important to me because I obviously am a woman interested in sports and I think that it's a platform that has sort of been built up in recent years but I think that there's more that we could be doing with it so that's why I'm super excited to get started with this podcast now um, we know who the girls are we know what's happening but who am I? I'm Kaylee Riccatelli. I'm a graduate student studying journalism here at West Virginia University. I also have minors in theater and sports communications, which is why I'm here. Um, I have a bit of a background in sports. I never played them much growing up simply because I did not have the skill set. Um, I played basketball and would hold a full conversation with the person I was supposed to be defending. Um, if that tells you anything about my ability. However, I do love sports. I grew up watching them, watching siblings and other family members play them. So I'm super excited to be here. Um, some of my favorite uh, memories... Involving sports. Uh, I have one as an athlete and one as a fan. So my favorite memory as an athlete was my senior year track season. It was the only time I qualified for the West Virginia State track meet. Uh, I qualified with my 4x8 relay team. And we got to the meet. I was super nervous. I ended up going out running my fastest 800 split ever by like five seconds. And we ended up getting 10th in our category, which obviously it didn't put, it didn't get us on the podium. It didn't get us a medal, but it was the best that we had placed. We set kind of that goal for ourselves to get top 10 and we had a time goal that we wanted and we hit everything like perfectly. And it was obviously the state track meet my senior year was my last meet ever. And it was the best way I could think of to kind of round out. Everything that I had put into track and cross country in all four years of high school. Those were the only sports I did uh, because it required the least amount of coordination. (laughs) Um, And then my favorite memory as a fan. So right after I graduated high school, my high school graduation present was attending a Yankees game in Baltimore. Entire immediate family went to watch the Yankees play the Orioles at Camden Yards. Now, I need to preface this by saying I'm a huge fan of Aaron Judge. Fantastic player. Great dude. Love following him. And we were sitting in right field, close to the field. And it was the ninth inning in between batters. And so everybody was kind of quiet. The Yankees were up by a lot. We were on defense. So, you know, our whole whole defense was out in the field. And I'm we're sitting in right field, close to the field, so Aaron Judge is right there. And I say, I just got this thought. I go, what if I yelled at him? Just yelled something. And I said, I yelled something. I don't even remember what I said. I said, like, go, Judge. I love you. Something like that. And he had been walking away from where we were sitting at that point in time. He turns his head over his shoulder, smiles, looks away, keeps walking. Highlight of my year possibly my life definitely that year and I graduated high school that year so says a lot but moving on now you know what this podcast is who I am but now for the entire point of what this is what is happening in women's sports right now well a lot as always but some of the biggest headlines in women's sports recently have been with the FIFA Women's World Cup uh, for soccer. Now, this happened or this took place a couple weeks ago. Um, there were two former Mountaineers playing in the FIFA World Cup, both for Team Canada, Ashley Lawrence and Kadisha Buchanan. Canada was coming off of an Olympic gold and was knocked out by Australia in the group stage. But Nevertheless, we are so proud of our Mountaineers for making it to one of the biggest stages in soccer. Now, the United States team was also in the FIFA World Cup, and there was a lot happening there. So, to kind of recap, it was the United States' worst World Cup outing in program history. They were eliminated by Sweden in the round of 16 for the first time ever the United States dropped out of FIFA's top two. So FIFA introduced women's rankings in 2003. And ever since then, the United States has been ranked either one or two. And after this year's FIFA Cup, they dropped to number three. And this this is kind of shocking, because this is coming off of back to back world titles in 2015 and 2019. And there were a Few factors that contributed to this somewhat less than stellar showing by the US team. ESPN ventures to say that these shortcomings could have been seen in the 2021 Olympics. One of the biggest criticisms of the United States women's national team this year was coach Vladko Andonovsky. He kind of just fell short in a couple areas, he hesitated to make substitutions when substitutions were needed. And that kind of showed that they were relying more on individual talent rather than talent on the team as a whole. Because if you're not wanting to take out individual players because you're afraid that The team will fall apart if you take that person out. That's not a good sign for that team. There was also some problems with the U.S. midfield that weren't solved until the game that they were eliminated in. He tried a new structure in that game that seemed to work and could have been better for the United States if it had been implemented sooner. Uh, There were also some star player injuries that did not bode well for the United States, Um, Some of those included Mallory Swanson, who is one of the team's top goal scorers. Captain Becky Sauerbrunn was also injured, as well as Sam Mewis, who played a big role in that 2019 World Cup title. The U.S. Women's National Team is also kind of in between generations right now. They have a few older players who are on their way out, some younger players who are still getting brought up. So they're kind of just caught in this in-between that, didn't help them at all either. But as as always, we are still proud of the U.S. Women's National Team. They went out there. They played their best. Hopefully they're able to take this disappointment and use that as motivation for, you know, the next World Cup in four years. They've got time. They've got time. I have faith. Trust the process. And lastly, one of the biggest stories that's come about as a result of the FIFA Women's World Cup is is this story with the Spanish national team. So Spain won the FIFA Women's World Cup. Congratulations to Spain. They were amazing. But there were a few things that came up during the celebration of that win that kind of show why women in sports still need a platform. During the celebrations, the Royal Spanish Football, Soccer, Federation President Luis Rubiales... um, kissed star player Jenny Hermoso on the lips on live national television. Hermoso later said that this was not a consensual kiss. It was kind of forced upon her. She said she didn't like it. Following that, Hermoso and all 23 of her teammates, as well as 50 other soccer players, have said they will not play for Spain again until Rubiales was removed as the Federation's president. Rubiales refused to step down. Um, The Spanish government filed a lawsuit against Rubiales for his conduct. FIFA temporarily suspended him for 90 days while the incident is reviewed. But then the Spanish Football Federation threatened legal action against Hermoso, the player involved in this incident, because they they said that Hermoso was lying, that Rubiales did nothing wrong and that they would take action against her if anything moved forward. So, and this is a, this is still a developing story. There's still a lot to come of this. Um, we'll see what the investigation brings about, if Rubiales steps down, if he's removed, if he gets to keep his position, who knows. But it's definitely a story to watch and it's definitely... An issue that is still present in women's sports that should be talked about and brought up on platforms like this. So that's the what's what with the FIFA World Cup from this year. So moving into our WVU sports preview this week, the women's soccer team plays at UVA on August 31st at 6 p.m. and then at Liberty on September 3rd at 1 p.m. And this is coming off of a huge 9-0 win last week against St. Francis. Since then, they also played Penn State, which they unfortunately lost, but then a win against Duquesne on the 27th. So I cannot wait to watch WVU women's soccer this year. I think think they're going to kill it, as always. Um, The volleyball team is playing in the Duke North Carolina tournament this week. They're at UNC on Thursday at 6 p.m., and then play Loyola at Duke Stadium at 4 p.m. Friday. And then Duke at 4 p.m. Saturday. And then, also on Saturday, is the first WVU football game of the season. I'm so excited. At Penn State, 7.30 p.m. Saturday. Watch it. I'm going to be watching. I am ready for this football season. I I trust the climb. I'm you know, it's, it's, it's a very long climb, but I trust it. I trust it. <laughs> and then lastly, the men's soccer team is playing at Yale on Friday, September 1st at 7 p.m., and then at American University in Washington, D.C. at 4 p.m. on Tuesday. So the men's soccer team is also a team to watch this year. They've been doing really well this season. I think I think both soccer teams are looking pretty promising this year. Well, that's all we have for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Listen to The Drills Who Get It at thedaonline.com slash podcast or wherever you stream podcasts. See you next time.